All right, welcome back to another episode of the Change Officer Podcast here at Step Conference. And uh, in this episode with me, Kevin, who is Managing Director of CE3, Companies Creating Change. So a lot of similarities, uh, and I'm really excited about our chat, man. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, you will be attending a couple of different panels, I believe, and Correct. it's a busy day, so I'm not going to take a lot of your time. No um, but uh, let's just go straight into it and, and, and talk more. First, talk more about C3. Um, let's, I would really love to bring closer C3 to our audience, explain them what C3 is all about sure. and how C3 is different to many other program managers uh, uh, out there. Yes, completely. Yeah, look, um, C3 um, supports impact-driven startups um, in the MIA region, Middle East and Africa to be able to really give them um, a platform to be able to showcase their impact startup. Um, but we give them uh, a very good platform to be able to layer on our business fundamentals wrapped around their impact that they are trying to create in the world. A lot of these startups are focusing uh, on environmental or societal related challenges that are in line with the UN SDG framework. So they really need uh, support to be able to be longer term sustainable uh, and cannot rely on just charitable donations and mm. grants. They need to be profit making. So we give them the skills to be able to become investor ready um, if they do get the chance to be able to then after the program interact with our wide network of investors. We give them that journey and that platform to be able to do so. So that's where we are slightly different from a commercial uh, accelerator program. We recognize the journey that they're on. They're extremely resilient. They want to learn um, and they really want to be able to develop the, the amazing startups that they have. Yeah. So um, social impact startups in the sea of growing fintechs, health techs and cryptechs and in all of the other uh, startups out there. And we've had a chance to talk with a lot of different VCs. VCs all also have high on their agenda investing in um, startups that are that are like impact driven. Yep. But sometimes that's a bit of a challenge because there isn't that many out there who are truly impact driven, and the ones who are impact driven very often are not as sexy as some of the major ones out there who are who are uh, rapidly growing. Uh, how did you decide to focus on, on, on that space and the whole C3 crew? Yep. And um, how do you look for, for these kind of startups? And what's, or what's worth also, I gave you too many questions now, but uh, <laughs> what's worth, <laughs> worth unpacking is like, how do you define what is a social impact uh, startup? Sure, yeah, look, I mean, there is a historical stigma around um, social impact related enterprises uh, and investors in relation to they have to trade off either profit against doing good. So therefore, uh, it's always like, okay, these guys are, are focused more on charity. Therefore, you know, they're not VC material. But what we're seeing um, is, a, is a change. Um, a lot of uh, VCs, especially in this region, are wanting to have that dual impact of also, uh, you know, returns that they see um, are achievable in terms of returning back to their funds, but also giving, uh, doing good in the community, right? So there's a lot of um, startups that are focusing on health tech uh, apps that are, you know, connecting doctors with patients through a technology function that fintechs um, might not necessarily on the, on the first glance be uh, impactful, but they're actually focusing on financial inclusion and helping the unbanked, uh, where there is a huge gap across the MENA region. Um, so. It, there really is uh, a change and, and we ran a research uh, project last year to give an indication um, within our network of investors 
that they do see um, 80% of them uh, that actually it's a market rate return adjusted um, for these types of startups. So it's not really below market they're looking for. They're looking for um, a return, but they're seeing a lot more come through. But we still need uh, a lot more to drive the awareness across the region. A few exits would be great in terms of giving that, similar to what Kareem did uh, yeah. back in the day, in terms of just giving the headline um, push for the, for the impact side. Yeah. That's, um, I think it's important. It's really important to have more companies like like, like C3 uh, putting attention to this space and truly helping early stage. And you are like even before early. <laughs> You're almost like at the, at the very beginning. Yeah, that is helping them Helping them grow. How does the whole program look like? And uh, obviously we had a chance to talk about, you know, different accelerators programs and... Um, different platforms that are supporting startups and there's always you know this like as you're going from step to step the challenge of jumping to another stage yeah. and very often a lot of startups fall through the cracks because Absolutely. they can't just bridge you know from idea getting some seed investment and then you know jumping yep. into an actually running business like how did you approach this whole like life cycle sure. to offer them value throughout the whole yeah. Look, I mean, ultimately, we know across the region there is a, a huge gap uh, in terms of early stage funding. And the, 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 a lot of the VCs here specifically are, are focusing on Series A and above. It's a little bit less risky. Um, there's a lot of high net worth individuals here and angel investors, but they are harder to find in terms of helping the startups um, grow in this in this arena and the educational part as well is just not understanding enough about what these guys are doing in the impact space so what we do at an early stage is we give them um, some insights into five key pillars impact being obviously a key fundamental to what we offer in the program we give them um, ideas on, on business strategy governance and talent talent's obviously a very key one in terms of focusing on the right yeah. team at the very beginning to go through the phases and so you don't come unstuck at the very end by by hiring someone that wasn't aligned with your mission so yeah. what we have seen is that really um the engagement in the program is, is amazing uh, these guys they want to collaborate with each other they want to have separate talks they want they're not worried about sharing ip they want the, uh, the whole ecosystem to actually improve with them so being a commercial guy and, and working many years in corporate is very amazing to see that refreshing the, yeah in terms of just wanting to help each other and that's really demonstrated in, in terms of um, the program uh, the, the startups that have been through our program over the last four years the 100 130 companies 97 percent of them are still operational which demonstrates resilience uh, and ability to never give up and actually continuing along that their you know their next future um, stage um, Vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, the normal traditional uh, environment where one in startups are, uh, one in ten startups are successful. So yeah. that gives you a little bit of insight into when they're in the program. I mean, they, they really take on board, and and we've had entrepreneurs from you know very early uh, in their life, and also you know in fifties and sixties that have been already through amazing corporate journeys. But I think what the big key takeaway for me is that they're ever they're forever learning, and yeah. they're really wanting to take on more. And it's never uh, something like you know an ego related stuff. Uh, yeah. They're very very calm. And easy in relation yeah, to this, but they, they have that central passion to succeed. Is yeah. their background as well? Do you have some some also who drop their corporate roles to start a business? Completely. Yeah. yeah, we had um, a lot of you know um, heads of uh, multinational corporates in, in the in the the region. Wow. 
that have decided to move into the, the startup space. Um, and when they come on board, we, you know, we think, oh, we can't teach these guys, uh, you know, much more than they already know. But to be honest, they, they were thankful after the program saying you've opened us, uh, you know, to some blind spots that we thought we, we would never cover by just, uh, you know, the training that you provided. So it is, it's just been refreshing and, and they are our advocates. I mean, they're here today at Step in terms of um, just you know, we don't rely on a huge amount of marketing and we're a startup ourselves, but it's really key for us that they have become a part of our family for the longer term. That's that's amazing. And it's interesting, you, your uh, background is spent a lot of years in, in corporate role before, and then you switch to some something that is more of a entrepreneurial role. And there's always that, you know, Corporates are always dreaming about, oh, you know, one day maybe if I could be an entrepreneur, you know, and I'm sick and tired of all of this. And then all these entrepreneurs who are just like going crazy every day and they're like, if I could only have that nine to five. Uh, what was your like experience and like what parts of the corporate and the role do you miss? What parts of is kind of more entrepreneurial do you like? And where do you think both sides can benefit from each other? Like, yeah. In no, that sense, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, personally, I don't think I miss anything about the, ah. the corporate world. Uh, <laughs> many, many years of navigating political uh, situations that end up wasting a huge amount of time, not focusing in the right areas, um, and yeah, I was just at a point where getting into this this impact space. Uh, wasn't necessarily the, the first thought in my mind, but since I've been in it, it's been infectious, and I've really, really um, recognized the opportunity that this can be in terms of you know delivering back some of the things that I've learned in a business context to be able to give the skills to people that really need it to to facilitate their their onward journey. Um, and but there is, I would say, a role um, for both corporates and and startups to come together. Um, there is. Again, a huge uh, public-private sector-related uh, effort to try to grow the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. At the moment, sort of government does do a huge amount of initiatives, but then the programs sort of disappear and the entrepreneurs don't know where to go. But I think if the private sector, in terms of corporate-related venture capital, could help follow or facilitate their journey uh, to the next stage, that's where we really need, I think, the corporates to come to the forefront. Yeah, which is not an easy thing to do, but let's see. Um, change. So it's happening at a like record-breaking pace. Like this is in the previous session, I spoke to Mirna from FinTech Galaxy, and we tackled this topic of change. And like I, I, I feel like I'm relatively young, you know, and and I should be like on top of everything that's going on. I literally feel like I'm. I, I said dinosaur, yeah, I'm like, with you. Yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> and I'm plus I'm coming from software development background, so I should be aware of technology and stuff. And I really had a feeling that I'm on top of it a couple of years back. Yeah. Today, yeah. literally, I feel like I, I I don't know anything. Like, what what do you feel about this whole thing that is happening? Like over the previous, let, this is previous two years. Let's yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm, I've always been a big fan of change, right? We need change to, to stimulate new minds, new ideas, innovation. Um, it's something that I think it's great to have all these disruptive technologies coming into various different parts of the sectors that have needed it for, for a long, long time. The Yeah, the way that things are moving in terms of technology are, are amazing. I mean, for me, I had no background in terms of you know crypto blockchain all these types of new uh, facilitation of, of technology which 
I've started to read up a lot more about because I feel that's the way that the the world is moving towards. Um, and it's you know, again wrapped around Web three and how we can generate. What's your take on Web three and, and 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 metaverse and, yeah, and this? I, mean, I, I think there's a there's an element that's still. I think we're still in early stages. Obviously, uh, there's a mm -hmm. lot more that needs to be done and developed in that, but. I'm a big fan of the, the thesis of decentralization, right? I think we've gone through a, an element where it was required to, to build, you know, uh, various different platforms from a centralized perspective. But I'm, I'm now a big believer that I think we need to give back um, the elements of the control that's been built by the, the major tech you know, yeah. uh, companies to be able to then give back to the people in, in terms of this decentralized approach. So for me, I'm not a, an expert, as I mentioned, at all in this, but I'm, I'm getting more and more uh, excited about what could potentially come as a change in the future. No, yeah, it's it's interesting. When you're surrounded with similar-minded people, and I believe everyone who listens to the change officer is like in, in this whole space, you feel like, you know, metaverse is now almost like new normal thing. Like everyone is talking about it, you're getting your awareness and yeah. you, you, you're under the impression that the public the general public is on top of it. But actually, you're just surrounded by similar-minded people. Yes. You are, you know, blessed to be living in a city that is exploding and uh, all of the other major hubs around yeah. the world. You know, yeah. living in New York doesn't give you the right perspective. That's very you're true. just one yeah. of, you're 1%, or less than 1% of people in, in the world. And then maybe this whole fear of that you're missing something out is, is just driven by you know the hype that is happening around you yep. but actually 99.9 percent .9 people are not even aware of like yeah, that's what very true. nft yeah. crypto metaverse are like and blockchain all that stuff so let's see relax yeah, <laughs> always good um but it is a, a an educational um part that's required um from you know the whole ecosystem that's wrapped around it right to to push it up to another level similar yeah. to impact right it's also similar in relation to you know we ran a couple of programs um in africa that we're investor readiness type programs predominantly for commercial related um, startups um, but we always use a, an impact element to then unlock their thought about impact and by the end they're also now positioning themselves and how we can you know change the world by also having this phenomenal um, technology that we've got so i believe there is a, a huge amount that's required in, in education mm -hmm. to get people to a level where they are comfortable with using these types of platforms because there is the added uh, issues around, you know, security and access that still needs to be defined a bit because it is quite worrying some of these yeah. things that are developing. Yeah. And education as an industry is really interesting to 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 explore because it does deserve similar like like financial services, a tremendous transformation in the way how it is delivered because it's significantly underperforming over the previous years. And especially given what's going on yep. today, very true. If you enter any school now, you probably won't hear a lot about current trends. True. You know, so um, I think that's an interesting space. And uh, do you have like startups who are coming from 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 education sector and trying yep. to disrupt? Yeah, it? there is absolutely. There's a lot of um, education required around, I guess, um, pockets of. Um, less fortunate um, mm. startups or, or looking at in terms of addressing those uh, major challenges. So things like autism, bipolar, um, there's a lot of these uh, startups that are coming through our programs that are addressing fundamental issues that um, require um, a lot of thought around how they do their education. Um, and there's some amazing technology out there. There is this, again, as we go back to the very beginning, in terms of a bit of a misconception around 
uh, impact-driven startups that are not the most innovative, they don't have the best technology, but there is some amazing stuff coming out. Um, and especially even in relation to, you know, just education, I think there's a, there's a next level that, that's coming now in terms of the way people consume information. Because, mm. you know, you only have to open your, your smartphone at any point in time and you're, you're inundated with so much information at one point. And keeping the attention span is, is something that we work hard on during our programs to be able to give uh, the participants the most opportunity to learn in an environment they're comfortable with. You know, we've been in a, in a pandemic era where Zoom has become uh, a natural um, platform, which is amazing for um, training to a certain extent, but you need to not present, uh, you need to engage more. So therefore, you know, using um, breakout rooms in, yeah. in these types of activity and peer-to-peer and -peer learning we've seen also is, is working fantastically well. So people no longer want to be able to be, you know, standing there listening to someone preach about something. They want to be involved and they want to learn on the job. You know? Yeah. What do you think we've been accelerating in our performance also kind of rapidly? We are still working five days a week from nine to five. And our output has exponentially grew over the previous like hundred years, right? Uh, even what happened last year, or 2020, with this whole Zoom transition. Yeah. Uh, and you see what Zoom did here? We're not talking about conference calls. We're saying Zoom transition. Exactly. You yeah. Know? You right. See, that's yeah. a yeah. good play. Um, but what do you think about this whole concept now? Nine to five, five days a week. Do you feel burnt out as well? I mean, you used to have, we said, you used to yeah. travel to Abu Dhabi for one meeting. Now you do eight meetings in a day. Like, is, what, what, what's your take yeah, on look, that? Look, I mean, I've got, uh, I would say, mixed views on, on both platforms in terms of, I think there still needs to be a, a physical element um, for certain meetings where you, you know, it's really important to meet and understand the personalities and people that you're talking to. Um, but, if you're you know traveling around the city uh, it can be extremely inefficient and you mm -hmm. feel yourself that maybe having a zoom call would have been an easier option at the very beginning to start discussions and then maybe you know speaking uh, at a later date in person so i still think there is a there's a hybrid event and you can probably just manage that but um i'm a big believer in, in terms of uh giving flexibility to to people and to staff um, to be able to use their own um, decision making to be able to be as efficient mm. as possible so i think the flexibility is a big key um, and giving them um, you know just a platform to be able to express themselves in a way so generally people want to work uh, when they're excited or, or want to be part of the mission right that, so for us it's, it's quite easy at c3 because people come to us they really you know get behind what we're trying to do and that for me is so much easier than in other uh, teams that i've yeah. led so I believe that's based for me on the ability to have this hybrid working model and you know not be micromanaged in an office um, sure. in, a, in, a, in a gray office somewhere so i think there is elements and I, I believe that the hybrid model is here to stay yeah c3 in 10 years yeah look i think uh, there's a massive opportunity in this space um we want to expand it to other territories um, you're globally. currently based out of dubai only yeah uh, but we're running programs in in across mina and, and mm. africa um last year we want to go as far as possible in terms of creating impact for everyone uh, not just through our programs we also want to be able to um, get closer links uh, with funding opportunities for startups that have been through our programs, the most successful ones, to give them that chance again to, to further their um, long-term sustainability. We also are looking at how we can create an, an open innovation platform to also give uh, impact entrepreneurs um, 
some information that are not part of our programs. So unfortunately we have thousands of applicants to come part of our program that we only can onboard say 40 yeah. or 20. So what happens to the others? We, we really want to be able to make sure that they have even, even just a basic level of understanding or maybe give them some tools to be able to think about how they can come back to the program next time and, and apply. So for us, that's also the other element is how do we go out to, to the masses as well to, to continue the impact journey. Yeah. Well, I hope that at least this tiny episode is going to help a bit. Yeah, look, I mean, thank you very much. It's been an amazing opportunity to, to share our views in terms of what we're trying to do at C3. Um, and we welcome collaboration across the board. I'm a big believer, again, in, in stronger is, um, is better. Um, and together, um, I think it's a huge um, opportunity for, as I mentioned, um, everyone in this community to be able to get behind uh, the movement and, and try to tackle some of those major challenges um, from an environmental and societal perspective. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do that? Yeah, sure. Look, I mean, any, t- any point in time, um, available on, on, on LinkedIn um, and the C3 team. Um, there's a few dotted around at Step here and um, we're always very open uh, to have any discussions um, along the lines of impact um, to be able to you know, make the world a better place. Amazing. Kevin, thanks so much for coming, man. No problem. Thank you very much. Guys, thanks for staying. Um, I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Stay tuned. There is another amazing guest coming on really soon. uh, And we'll see you in the next episode of the Change Officer Podcast. Take care, everyone.